You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we were talking about Everton's managerial woes. We try to figure out who's going to take their talents to where this transfer window. And Neymar has a new propaganda piece, and we break it down. <laughs> That's right. Plus, we talked to Jordan Morris live from the camp. Oh, my God. Absolutely incredible. We literally talked to him about everything. And trust me, when you think about us, and you think about Jordan Morris, and you think about what that conversation should be talking about, <laughs> we talk about it, that, and more today on The Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, The Cooligans, (laughs) bitch. Yeah, baby! Let's go. Yes. Come on. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Alexis. You know what? How are you doing? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thank you for asking. Yo, what was I'm the last here. time we asked each other how we were? Right. Yeah. You know what? I just want to make let everybody know t- today's the day I'm just going to force a smile. You know, I'm going <laughs> to pretend to be happy. You got to you got to smile through the pain. All right. That's it. That's what life <laughs> is all about. You know, Hey, you know what? Let's not even talk about sports today. Let's just talk about our feelings. You know? <laughs> <laughs> OK. Therapy session with the hooligans. You're, I know you're excited. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived right here on Football Sports Network. Uh-huh. It's also the most emotionally developed and, <laughs> and gulliest all at the same okay. time. Rare all combination. Right. You know what? The, 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 the sad clowns have found a, you know, a breakthrough. Okay? We've, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we, we're trying to be as optimistic as possible. Because when it comes to uh, uh, soccer, football, uh, we, we try to find any joy we can. And sometimes it, the, the, a lot of these clubs, they make it challenging for us. But we'll, we still Bro. fight through it. Okay, Bro, it ain't easy. You know, I just realized in sports, every sport, only one. I mean, in, in, in soccer, multiple. But in most sports, only one team wins. So it's just a, a sea of upset and sad people. <laughs> and then there's just one group of people that are really enjoying themselves. What have we signed up for? It's a, it's a bad decision. Uh, but, you know, you can't turn back. You're, it's like yeah. when you join a gang, you're in the gang for life. You can't get oh. out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're excited about today's show because we're going to be joined uh, by uh, Jordan Morris of the Seattle Sounders. U.S. Huge. men's national team is going to be calling in from uh, U.S. men's national team camp. And, uh, you know, we go over a couple couple things throughout his career right that mm-hmm. uh, that has happened the success the, the first thing you thought about when you thought of us and jordan morris yeah we <laughs> talked about it <laughs> so we're excited to uh, uh chat with him in a little bit but we have to start today talking about a couple things going on in the premier league because there, there's one club uh you might see the shirt right behind me everton football club that going through a little bit uh, 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 some issues right they they yeah. got rid of the their their manager rafa benitez and now it is uh, it is the 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 hunt the search for who is going to be the next uh you know who's the, the next success Assessor for uh, uh, for the, you know the previous manager and uh, look as of right now it's still we know the caretaker manager is going to be Duncan Ferguson. Well, uh, see, this be- is the thing, right? Like Everton mm. went back to an ex, right? They had right. a really bad breakup <laughs> with Ancelotti, right? Left them, yeah, yeah. Then they left 
<laughs> Rafa Benitez. Uh-huh. They dumped him, and then they got back. And now it's a rebound, so they just want a really big dunk. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> they know, they don't call him big dunk for nothing. Right? You know what <laughs> I mean? I just need a big old dunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> to help me forget about my ass. I just, it's hard. I can't, I can't, I can't let him go. I don't, just you know? keep pulling me back in. All right? I know he's toxic and I know he's not perfect for me, but I just need a big old dunk right now just to help me get over my ex. <laughs> so, uh, so we know he's going to be the caretaker manager uh, for now, which I think is, is, you know, even I think most Everton fans are happy with this move. But then he has, the- you know how like they say you should go from like player coach to like, you know, authoritarian, like back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not exact, but Rafa Benitez seemed like someone who was just data guy. Don't bother me with the rest of it. Yeah. This is the, we don't need data. We need heart. <laughs> you know, if I don't right, see right, you right. sweat, you're not a good player. You know? <laughs> Say, sabermetrics? Get, what is it? Get all this yeah. math out of my face, okay? No, what animal is that? You know? <laughs> I've never seen it at the zoo. You know? <laughs> So it, it, it is interesting, and it begs the question about like what is the, what is the going to be, and and this I feel like this question gets asked every like two years with Everton because they've had so many managers. But what is going to be the identity, right? What who who should be the manager? The, the, when you when it comes to like Arsenal, there's a style. There's a there's the Arsenal way, right? Mm-hmm. We can't bring in someone like a Mourinho who's you know being rumored uh, to be attached yeah. to the Everton job. Because he plays a very defensive style. That's not the way. We have to go out and find someone who wants to play progressive, passing, attacking football. You, you got no identity. You can get with whoever you want, you know? And I actually think that kind of frees you up to get someone who plays ugly, but just wins. You know what I mean? I mean this, you this just be, need three points. That's this should all be, you need. This should be Everton's eat, pray, love Yes, moment. you know, just <laughs> yeah, find yeah. yourself, girl. Yeah, just, see, go to India, do whatever you gotta yeah. do. Girl, you need alone time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop messing with this guy just because of uh, the big dunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but honestly, this kind of opens you up to anybody, anybody in the world. If you could have your way, what style would you play? Like, who would? What manager would you want? There's no rules. You could have whoever you want this summer, right? Because obviously, you're gonna stick with Duncan Ferguson until the summer. You can have whoever you want. Pep what what, 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 is, what is Christian Everton's <laughs> premier Guardiola? All right, be honest. Uh, who, who can you honestly get? You know what? Uh, he's right there. He's not far. He's not far. It's a it's an hour long train ride. We've taken it multiple times. Um, but if you could have anyone, like what what kind of style does Christian Polanco see for Everton? You being the brand ambassador here in the U.S. <laughs> so I, as as part of my official role, uh, I, I have to opine in this uh, <laughs> with this question. No, I the uh, style of football. Uh, I would I would say. Um, somebody who is more interested in in possession playing out of the back at least sometimes right if you ever watch an Everton game Jordan Pickford whenever he gets the ball he's like I need to get this I, he's taking <laughs> shots on goal Jordan yeah. Pickford the guy has hot a cannon <laughs> my like, guy's playing hot potato get, get this, this out of my foot. face I don't know what it is I don't know what to do with it all I know is it is if it comes close to me I have to parry it away that's yeah. all Jordan Pickford so somebody that uh, you know, has a, a, a at least so an you want to do a play out of the back style. Yeah, just a, a center back that can hold on to the ball a little bit. You know, Michael Keane back to Mina, back to the fullbacks here and there. Just control the game a little bit. That is why I, I would like to see. You know, we we've seen several matches with 
very poor possession numbers that has to be addressed that has to be fixed because it can't i can't believe that 11 premier league players can't have more than 18 percent possession against literally any team i don't care if it's the damn galacticos bro this it's insane that 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 can't it can't be better than 18 percent. you have to not want the ball to have 18 you know what i mean you have to try your hardest to have 18 percent. i feel like without even trying you'll end up with 25 uh, but so you want a progressive style. So look, you can't get Pep, right? Pep seems no, no to have Pep. a job. He's enjoying. But, he, but, but but let's even let's say even the 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 city the, you know the city style of play, which is yes, it is more uh, possession based. It doesn't. I'm not expecting that from Everton, but right. just just more connecting play. I, I mean, I don't even you know some of the names that that have been you know that, that suggested like. Uh, uh, Mourinho. Mourinho doesn't seem to to make much sense. Lampard. No. Lampard doesn't make the uh, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more attacking, ta- a little bit more possession style. Tactically, maybe that th- it might be a, a decent fit. But then the concern is like, is he an Everton guy? You know, what does he know about Everton? And that's so. So from from a vibes sense, it doesn't yeah. feel right. Rooney. Well, here's why I think you need Rooney because yeah. here's here's your style. Who gives a fuck, right? That's the Rooney. It's, not, it's Rooney. Rooney's going to be like, you know, uh, partying with the players as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, you may, you probably will win more because the players will be happy. But the vibes, dude, when we the were v- there, it's such a sad existence to be an Everton <laughs> fan because you almost expect your team to lose. Right. It reminds me of being a Knicks fan every year except the last two. <laughs> every, like in a 20-year yeah. window, that's being an Everton supporter. Dude, Rooney comes back as your manager. He's showing up a little bit hungover. You know what I mean? Like the vibes are perfect the for guy, for hey, that guy, section of hey, Liverpool. Gaffer had a long night, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you can see man. who he hangs out with because they're all wearing sunglasses. You know, <laughs> I think it, it would be dope. I think it, honestly, it, it it it's not a terrifying or or you know or worrisome kind of uh, suggestion i think the 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 idea of having like um uh, a player so connected with with the club and 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 started with the club and has a, a deep history and also knows the game and you know even when especially when Wayne Rooney went to DC United and all the stories we heard about him about how he was like beloved by all the DC United players. Everybody, uh, they, they, he they, he was incredibly humble uh, and, and incredibly kind. Took care of every bill and everything. Like just a good, good dude. And really, and had thoughts on on how players should be taken care of and 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 uh, you know in in MLS and they should be paid more. And the dude, he really like went out on a limb and looked out after looked out for people. Yeah, so I'm like you know this might be this might be a decent fit. But look, he's at Derby. There's also a lot he'll going be able on. to do cool stuff like. You guys want to FaceTime Ronaldo real quick? And everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> Just the Rolodex alone. Yeah. And he you guys still want carries to play. the Rolodex. He doesn't yeah, even you guys use the content. <laughs> He's got some things that are antiquated. He's like, you guys want to play a prank on Sir Alex Ferguson? And they're like, oh my God, yes, we do. <laughs> Wayne, you crazy, but <laughs> It's halftime, Wayne. <laughs> You know, Christian, one of my favorite things about this time of year is all the uh, players moving around. But better than that is the rumors of them moving around because then we get to play like, you know, like a, like a, like a, a you know, a GM, if you will. I was going to say like pretend, <laughs> pretend GM, but that doesn't make any sense. I thought you were going to make like an example, like use an analogy about some board game you played or something, but you've never played a board game. Yeah. No, that's not true. I played Parcheesi once or twice and then I was like, forget this. 
if I can't if I can't become an oil tycoon, I don't want to play it. Um, and they're like, dude, he's five. Why is he like this? But <laughs> what you call it? Uh, there's so many players being moving about. I know Everton's not. You know, rumored to be getting anybody, but the rest, the rest of the footballing world I mean, seems to be leaving. getting. They're definitely moving out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> who else? Who else did Rafa Benitez shun? <laughs> um, but it looks like uh, the big deal, right? Erling Holland is going to go somewhere, and Bappe is going to go somewhere. But they kind of seem to be tied together, right? Yeah. Like where one goes, the other one isn't, right? But then now, even more things are happening. So Erling Holland is rumored to be heavily linked with Real Madrid. Yes. Kareem Benzema having the best year of his career. I believe he's like 33, 34 years old, just absolutely killing it right now, looking like he's in his peak. Mm-hmm. Rumor is he said, well, all right, if Erling comes here, I'm done playing second fiddle. I'm out. Right. Now, where right. does he go? And then Pogba is supposed to be going to PSG. All the rumors are my guy's going to PSG. And supposedly the rumor is, even more rumors, that Mbappe, who has yet to resign. And it looks like he may go to his childhood home or his childhood dream home of Real Madrid. Apparently, if they get Pogba, he's he likes that idea and he may stay. But now, Karim Benzema leaving, Pogba says he's going to Real Madrid. Maybe Karim Benzema goes to PSG, and that's enough to make Mbappe stay there. So look, the this hell's is already going on. Oh, and Vinicius <laughs> Junior might go to Real, might go to Manchester United. It's look. It's getting confusing, all right? It's becoming a, you know, like when, uh, you know, when you, you somebody's trying to explain to you what happened in a soap opera, you know? Yeah. You haven't seen the soap opera, but they're going to tell you exactly what happened in the last, you know, 40 years of Days of Our Lives. You I know, sound they, like a QAnon explaining <laughs> lizard people, <laughs> but trust me. <laughs> See, I mean, the, the, the latest one, at least what triggered this conversation was... Uh, Paul Pogba reportedly being, uh, you know, having asked for a move to Real Madrid. And the the interesting thing here is that, uh, you know, obviously, financially, a lot of these scenarios can't really happen. Like, Also, put- I don't know why he's asking. Isn't he out of contract? He's a, uh, he's a free he agent, is, essentially. They are supposedly uh, trying to renegotiate, uh, you know, negotiate. Yeah, they have an offer out for him it, to be the most expensive salary-wise, salary age-wise, yeah. most expensive player in the Premier League, and he's like, I ain't signing that. Right. So, I don't know. It's, it's a strange thing because, you know, whether uh, some people love uh, Pogba, some people hate him, some people think he's overpaid, some people think he's underpaid. Blah, blah, blah. The dude got, wins World Cups when he plays with France, when Manchester United have their own issues, right? Uh, so that triggered uh, sort of this conversation. But it, may, it starts making me think that clearly some of these players are, are friends. They play on the same national teams. They all know each other. They, 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 there's some possibility that they might be doing like a Miami Heat, you know, Taking my oh, talents, little Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James. Bosch. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like I think that this is why people. This is why they haven't like made these like maybe signed these deals, made these agreements because it gives them a little bit more flexibility to say, ah, let's go play Paul and and Killian. Let's go, let's go play at uh, Real Madrid and link up and stuff like that. So it seems like something is going on because you would, uh, you, you remember when when they introduced the the Supermax deal. In uh, uh in the NBA and, right. and Charles Barkley had that clip of like yeah they're not gonna leave 35 25 million nutmeg is upset yeah yeah <laughs> they're not gonna leave this money on the table nutmeg bro all right they're not gonna leave, leave this money on the table and it seems like they're leaving money on the table yeah I mean look I would love if 
all of them decided to go to Real Madrid, and Real Madrid did one of those Miami Heat. You know, uh, remember when they were all at the stadium and they came out with the smoke and they were dancing for no reason? Like, no <laughs> right, words right, right. had been said yet. They just started dancing, looking around, staring like they were, you know, Drake at a concert when his best song comes on. <laughs> I would love if that happened. At, or maybe they could do a remix of the World Cup France song. Yeah. But it's all the Real Madrid players' names. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I look. The, the only reason I really care where they go is because I'm interested to see like what kind of super team can be made to sort of combat what PSG have done. You know what I mean? Sure. Because then Champions League is going to be lit. Like it doesn't bother me who's on Real Madrid or who isn't. I could care less. You know, it yeah. doesn't bother me who's on PSG or not. I could care less, but, it but really shows- if they both tool up and have like super squads, now I'm excited for Champions League. <laughs> you know, uh, but see, but the interesting thing is, even with PSG and what they've done, they're they're still not the favorites to even win Champions League. It, it really yeah, shows. But that's because like- they have a Tottenham manager as their manager. <laughs> the, Makes the, no it- sense. That's like getting the nicest restaurant, buying some of the greatest ingredients, putting it in the most romantic, beautiful city, and then hiring a chef from McDonald's. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the guy's well, looking for the microwaves. I'm just He's saying, the, 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 you know, the chef from McDonald's has seen some stuff. Okay, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's really like, can. I brought my own pipe in case somebody <laughs> tries to play some games. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not going to have to fight anybody. We're in the fanciest hotel in right. Paris. We just, He's like, somebody touches just, the fry station. Exactly, they get whacked know? with this pipe. We just need you to dr- drop salt off your forearm. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to do all this. <laughs> So, uh, so look, it's it's um, it, it, look uh, like like I said, I I think there is it, this summer is going to be very interesting. I know this this January it, it puts people, uh, players, and and clubs in, in a weird situation. Speaking, uh, you know, Arsenal and, and Dusan Vlaovic uh, coming from Fior, uh, Fiorentina. Kind of apparently they've accepted the Arsenal offer. Yeah, yeah, but and but even the drama around that, like if if you're not a, 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 a you know if you're just a casual soccer fan and you just watch the games or whatever but the the, the business of the game is insane that Fiorentina managed the, the owner uh uh, uh Rocco Camiso he, right. he he there was an article him talking about how he hates he almost regrets buying the team because right. they it, hate been, him yes yeah. <laughs> they hate him because like, and also they make fun of, of the, him for being Italian American. <laughs> you're right, but but because of the um, you know, the the business of it, transferring players and agents. He's like, I hate these agents. They're asking for all this money. I'm not going to be taken advantage of. He's just like, he's like, I'm putting my foot down. I'm, yeah. this, 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 this stops today. You know, he's so New York. He's like, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to fleece me. I see yeah, what you're doing yeah. here. I fleece you. You don't fleece me. I'll shut this whole thing down. <laughs> All right, welcome back. And remember, Jordan Morris will be joining us in just a little bit to talk about everything going on at the U.S. Men's National Team camp. Okay, uh, let's start right now talking about Neymar, Neymar Jr., okay? Uh, not his dad. Oh, good. I thought we were going to talk about his dad. <laughs> I was like, I'm woefully prepared dedicate, for <laughs> Dedicate a lot of time uh, to Mr. Nascimento. Uh, is that his, I feel like, is that his last name? What's his I, Dude, I don't know. <laughs> his actual last name. I'm, I, I don't, uh, that's Pele's last name. Anyway, um, the uh, Neymar is getting a documentary. 
Uh, he is is coming out on Netflix, a three part series that uh, uh, starts on Tuesday. I just called- looked it up. His name is Neymar Drinkwater Jr. Did you know that? That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> so uh, Neymar is it? What is it called? The Perfect Chaos. Uh, the Perfect Chaos. That's the name of it. Uh, and so this is an interesting thing. It because- sounds like a documentary about vaping. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> you know this is a thousand percent funded by the Neymar Foundation and oh, the whole hundred <laughs> percent, <So laughs> which it's... is somehow a five hundred one c three. This is, uh, I mean, go ahead. The trailer it does seem exciting. Look up the trailer if you haven't seen it uh, yet. It's a but... commercial for a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I'm not. I'm look as a. I'm not a, a Neymar hater. You know, some people can't, can't stand the guy. Whatever. It's the same thing with every pretty much any athlete who is who is not white. If they, if they do, if they color their hair or wear a gold chain, people are like, "We can. How can this game is falling apart? What are they oh, doing?" To- <laughs> so you're gonna express a personal style? Wow. I guess I'm gonna have to cut you down every chance I get. <laughs> you, sir, you do not deserve the drink water name. Okay. <laughs> you have besmirched the drink. In fact, you're acting like a chug whiskey, not a drink water. <laughs> so uh, but i'm excited to to watch this because i, I look even if it's a, a full propaganda piece for for neymar fine i i i find he's a, he's a wildly entertaining player uh came obviously like a lot of brazilian players came from you know like just absolute poverty and and difficult situations right. actually I, he I mean, didn't come from poverty his family neymar? had a little bit of money did he? Okay, I don't yeah, know. What's his family a- had a little bit of money growing up. I don't know if it's a lot, but I know yeah, yeah, real I know. poor Brazilians <laughs> are like he ain't one of us. Like he didn't grow up in a favela. Okay, okay, because I I remember hearing a uh, 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 interview with Richarlison, and Richarlison. I mean, he said he's a young kid. I, how old is he? Like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, and he was just like talking about friends dying when he was a teenager and missing people, and like, and it's like, and that's not that's a common story. So I'm just yeah, like, no. I, Richarlison I, grew up in a trap. Richarlison's is <laughs> so, different. <laughs> Neymar grew up a little bit better than that, you know. Okay, <laughs> but but I'm not that into. Like I feel like I know enough about Neymar. Like I'm not that excited to see him around his house. Like I I, I kind of get an idea of what he's like. Sure. <laughs> his teammate, the guy he has on it, talking about him, Messi. Now that's a documentary. Messi seems like he doesn't know how to make eggs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he doesn't do anything. He can he can juggle. He thinks scrambling eggs is, is doing keeping up his with the egg itself and not breaking it, which I'm sure he can. But like I don't think I've I would love I would love to watch Messi make like sun tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> just staring at it as he tries to figure right. out what's happening. This like the is, guy is just a Messi different human start, being. He needs to start a Twitch channel where where he does these just simple tasks. Just normal, you know, simple, normal, normal stuff. human being. <laughs> what does what does Messi do when he slightly burns the toast? You know what I mean? Does he scrape it off or does he throw it out? That I would pay. I would pay to watch. That. We need to know. <laughs> you know what it is? Is we've he's never given us an inkling of the type of person. He he is right you know he's, he's never attempted to be uh Human. relatable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> relatable is probably the word yeah there's nothing about him that says like oh this guy goes and checks the mail you know what i mean right right or and we you, know you, we know his life is you know absurd and it's yeah and it's obviously you know, he's cl- clearly one of the most famous human beings that has ever lived but i can't in, in tell if he's opulent humanity. though 
What'd you say? Like, I get that, but I can't tell if it's like an opulent lifestyle. No, no, he might I, I be don't... like super normal. He might be vacuuming along with the help because he feels bad. <laughs> I don't know. I know nothing about this man. All we know is he has a horrific sense of style. Other right. than that, there's nothing there. I, and with Neymar being his friend, you would think that would be the first thing that he, you know, adapts. I think Neymar is <laughs> enjoying how bad he is at fashion. He's like, dude, you totally should wear the shorts Literally that are jean shorts, but with a cargo pocket. Walking into, walking into Park the Prince, like Neymar's just like, yo, you did you see Leo today? You see what <laughs> you're wearing? Bro, of course guy. I told him it looked good. I mean, <laughs> look at him. He looks stupid as hell. Yeah. You know, I got I had a lie to him to get him to come here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was actually he was sitting he was sitting in the car listening to npr and he didn't want to get out until the show was done i had to lie to him to get him in here i look i know nothing about messi's life that's a documentary i want to see neymar what you partying on a yacht again exactly. yeah yeah we, we've seen your ig live bro we yeah. know what yeah, this bro. is about we know your life i mean look the, the the challenges that that he faces i mean he 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 points them out in the trailer a little bit about like being being this famous and and being this rich and it's stop yeah, it I, the challenges are he got rich early and he got famous early <laughs> That what a challenge! Oh no! I mean, look, it it, it comes with its problems. We all yeah, it know must that. be really hard to navigate that world. <laughs> Please tell me more about how the whole world wants to be either you or with you. Oh wow! He's just, he's just navigating through it in a private jet, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while yelling at the at the at the flight, the pilot. I was gonna say the flyer. <laughs> yeah. I I don't belong yeah. in that world. That's yeah. all I know. It's just being messy, scraping toast. <laughs> when we get back, we've got Jordan Morris. Stick around. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, it's us, and it's our Twitch channel. That's right. You know, you've seen us on, on Fubo TV. You've, seen, you've listened to us on the podcast. Maybe you've uh, clicked like on one of our personal seductive photos on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> you know how we love those body pics. <laughs> okay. We're trying to, we know the game, all right? We're not going to. Anything for, for likes and views, baby. Yo, that that's, you know, that's, that's what you got to do nowadays. But we're also on Twitch. We live stream uh Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for Prem Show, uh, but we do other stuff as well. We do watch alongs. Uh, we, you know, we 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 uh, interview people. Uh, it's a, we play FIFA, uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there. So join us on Twitch. Hit the follow button. It is free. That's right. So just go to Twitch.tv/SoccerCooligans or make it easy for yourself and just go to eltwitch.com. That's e l t w i t c h e dot com, and that'll bring you right to our account. And hit that follow button right now. What you waiting for? All right, Christian, our guest is finally here. And what an honor. Absolutely honored. Long overdue. We've been We've hoping been. to have this guy on the show for years now. Since the first season of our podcast. And now we're on TV and we're finally getting him on <laughs> all the way from Phoenix, from the January men's national team camp, the pride of Mercer Island. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only. He's so smooth. Jordan Morris, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Jordan, what's up, man? What's going what's on? What's up, buddy? How are uh, you? Absolutely. Dude, wait, hold on. I got to ask you the first question uh, because I'm a big dude and you obviously are not. You exercise a lot. You're in great shape. How? I'm going to just say, how fucked up is it that you have diabetes and I don't? I was not expecting that question. Right after that. Yeah. But you have, the, uh, you have the uh, foundation for type 1 diabetes. It's something you've had uh, your whole life. 
Um, I, you know, obviously you don't have to ask the exact question I asked, <laughs> but uh, talk a little no, bit about what it's been cruel, like trying to be Alexis. a professional athlete at the highest level suffering from something like type 1 diabetes, which is very difficult and a lot of people are uh, dealing with it. Yeah, definitely. It provides its challenges. Obviously, um, in the life of a diabetic, you have to make sure your blood sugar is in the right spot um, because if it's a little too high or too low, especially going into a game or training, you're not going to feel like yourself, you know. So um, going through that, going through the kind of trials and errors as I was growing up. But as time has gone on, it's gotten a little bit easier and and, uh, I've come to understand it a little bit better. And yeah, like you said, I have the foundation where I'm trying to to give back and, and, and inspire kids that were, um, you know, diagnosed like I was with, uh, at a young age. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, and Beautiful. you inspire people in, in multiple ways. I mean, you obviously the last uh, couple of years have been, uh, I, I can only probably describe it as if, if, you know, very emotionally traumatic dealing with injuries, uh, uh, coming back and, and the challenge that that uh, comes with and then to deal with it all over again i mean we've spoken to uh uh you know uh, uh you know like the first player that comes to mind uh, like th- that we know pretty well is uh, uh florian v- uh, Velo, who, p- who played for uh red bull in cincinnati d- dealt with the, essentially the same exact thing but w- what is the, the the where where is jordan morris's where's jordan more more morris emotionally right now after coming <laughs> back from uh, those challenging injuries yeah I mean last year was a really really challenging year I mean both of them provided their their challenges but having just you know gotten to a new team and and excited for that new challenge and then to to uh to go down injured like that and know that I had to repeat the process was was pretty devastating and um you know going through it the second time I would say mentally is is the most challenging part you know sitting there watching whether it's the the Sounders or, or national team games just wishing you could be out there playing but um, you're just grinding in the gym, doing doing your rehab. So it, it was uh, an emotional year, a, a taxing year, but I'm just super grateful to to be back on the field. And obviously, a huge huge uh, result is getting back on the men's national team, being in this camp. That's gotta uh, mean a lot to you. When you when you wake up in the morning, do you look down at your legs and be like, "Come on, boys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stick with me here. Yeah. We've been through a lot." <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> sometimes you know, but uh, they're. they're uh, <laughs> They're feeling really good, which is great. And, and, you know, you just have to, I think coming back from an injury, the most difficult part is sometimes trusting that you're, that, that everything's going to be good, but you just have to understand that, that you, you know, you really are stronger than you were before. And um, so when you go out there every day, it's all, it's all going to be good, all going to work out. And again, it's just amazing to be, be back playing after it was, it was taken away for, for such a long time. But yeah, there's still some aches and pains where, you know, you're, you're working through those a bit. Right, right, and you know, I think even as as fans, and we when we watch the games and watch you either play for the national team, play for for the Sounders. When you were playing, when you got back and we were playing for the Sounders, emotionally, I think everybody, even if they're a fan of the Sounders or not, they're like, I just want Jordan to be okay. And then we see you playing, <laughs> and then I'm like, this dude is still faster than everybody else, <laughs> even with <laughs> after going through these terrible injuries. It, so well, it like, seems like he hasn't really caps? lost a step. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Horse they, caps they, or something. Put something in there when they were doing the surgery. I don't know what's what's going on, but. <laughs> no, I, I I think coming back from this one, especially um, that was the the main goal or the main concern when it first happened was was would I you know have that same speed because that's obviously such a huge part of my game and um, what what I feel like I can bring to to the table. So um, that was a huge point of emphasis going through this rehab, and, and I was fortunate to to come back and have that that same speed. Now, look, we would be uh, remiss if we didn't ask uh, the beginning of your career was pretty wild. You're in college. All of a sudden, a German guy calls you and tells you you're part of the men's national team. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot's happening. But I think probably the most significant thing that from when we started our show 
uh, was, look, when I got out of college, I went into the corporate world and I had two companies that offered me a job. One that was a little bit smaller, but I, I knew I could, I could shine. And one was a little bigger where I thought I might get lost in the mix. So I went with the smaller company. You know what didn't happen? Thousands and thousands of people didn't have opinions on podcasts and TV shows. <laughs> Former employees of mine didn't get on social media and talk about it. That happened to you. Uh, going through that at that time, how did that, what, did that make you try harder in the position you were in? Did that put you, I mean, obviously you can handle it different now. You're a little bit older, but at that time that had to have been really difficult. And by the way, we're at, to blame for part of that. We were part of that media. So uh, oh, I remember. That I must remember. have been difficult. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, it, it, yeah, of course it was difficult. I think for me, what was challenging was I wasn't really in the spotlight at all growing up in terms of the national team or that, that whole picture. And then all of a sudden that switched so quickly when they came to Stanford, you know, I, I played, we, you know, we were able to scrimmage against them. Things went well. And all of a sudden I went from no one knowing my name to, to being part of the full national team squad. Obviously it was a dream come true and an, an amazing experience, but to have it flip so quickly like that, um, I, I think led to some, some challenges in terms of being in the, in the public and in the spotlight a little more. And then obviously when I made the decision to, to go to Seattle, it, it, you know, it was controversial. A lot of people had their opinions, whatever those were. And I think that in the end, what I've learned in my career is just to trust myself and, and trust my heart and trust what I think is going to be best for, for, for my career. And looking back, I have zero regrets. I, I don't think that, you know, I think that I've developed really, really well in, in the situation that I'm in going in the first year, winning an MLS cup for, for my hometown team was something that I dreamed of, um, you know, growing up as a little kid. So it's been an amazing experience. Obviously, you know, the injuries have been a difficult part of my career, but other than that, I've been really, really happy that the success that we've had in Seattle, the way that I've seen myself grow as a player on and off the field has been, um, has been everything, you know, that I've wanted. So just got to keep pushing. There's a lot of goals I still want to, want to accomplish, but yeah, of course it, it provided its challenges when, when all these people were all of a sudden talking about me and saying, you know, whether I made the right decision, wrong decision, it was hard not to pay attention to that. Okay, yeah, and I, I just want to make sure, you know, the, the, the Cooligans are not a united front when it came to those opinions, all right? Alexis, <laughs> Christian was so rude, dude. <laughs> I can't believe, you know? <laughs> you know, I think, I think the, 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 I don't want to necessarily say vitriol, but the, 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 the the energy that comes from those opinions is because people and I, you know I think it's a little strange at times but people they look at your life and the decisions you make for your personal life and your own career and they're like well how is this going to affect me <laughs> yeah, and yeah. watching the national team yeah. and the US ever winning a world cup so I'm going to be mad dude I, how's this dude I don't know in Seattle's choices going to affect <laughs> me sure. and my happiness sure. why doesn't he care about me yeah, yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> Just, honest if it was arson Wenger who called i heard you're a gooner like me i tell me you would you would have jumped For sure yeah of course <laughs> i mean that's a different that's maybe a different situation but no i mean it was it was great i was fortunate to have that that option at, at bremen and obviously went over there to train and and it was a good experience but i felt like for myself i was going to develop better and um, you know, knew I had a, had a chance to go into Seattle and be playing every single game at a young age and just knew that that was going to be the best for me. So, um, yeah, completely happy with, and, with my decision. And you know what? Last year I got a dog and it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. It was great. All right? yeah, if you want to talk about that too, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> something that I can talk about, but yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll, I'll stay away from the dog, but I might try to get an electric vehicle like you have. That yeah, that's, <laughs> that will make me want to stay home. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, going to Europe because you did get a chance to do it. Look, last place anybody would, when they think about Europe, they think like Ibiza, the Mediterranean. You ended up in Swansea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not exactly the seaside that people imagine, but it's a, it was a big opportunity for you. What that level was, is there, as American fans, we always have this little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Seems to be going away, but there's that chip on our shoulder that like, oh, Europe is a different level. What did you see when you got there? Were you like, yo, I got this? Or were you like, oh, no. <laughs> no, for sure. I was I was very confident. And, um, you know, I wasn't there for too long, unfortunately. I think I only played in four or five games. So I was just getting used to, to the level and the, and the competition. And I think the main thing that I noticed that the, the, the difference was that every single day in training, people were fighting and scrapping and working because if not, there was someone right behind you that was going to come in and take your spot, you know. And I think that potentially that's that's the big difference between, um, you know, maybe the MLS and, and, and Europe. But in terms of the, the quality, I mean, there's guys in Seattle, you're playing with some some really, really good players and the quality and training is is high and in games is high. So, you know, it wasn't a crazy difference for me, to, to be honest. I know I wasn't there for, for – um, a really long time and and it was a a great challenge one that I was really looking forward to trying to get to the prem with with Swansea would have been an amazing experience but um yeah it was something that I was I was ready for and I I felt really confident I'm curious if um I guess simply put like would you would you go back would you if you had the opportunity again and then also if let's say you never had had the injury and 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 Swansea's back in the prem are you still in Europe, I mean, I know your Sounders, you know, through and through. But uh, hypothetically, would that uh, would things have worked out a little bit differently if you didn't get injured? Um, yeah, I'll answer the first part. I would definitely love to to go back. I think um, yeah. you know it'll take some time coming back from an injury, probably for teams to potentially be interested in in me again. I, I'm completely you know excited and happy in Seattle. I want to go there this year and win win everything, win the Champions League, win uh, MLS Cup. I think we have a really um, exciting group and, and a a quality team but yeah if, if an opportunity came again it's definitely something that I would want to do and yeah the goal when I went over there was to stay you know it was to to try and get promoted with 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 Swansea and, and stay I was loving it I was loving the team loving the 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 city the um you know my wife came with me we were we were really enjoying the, the new experience and, and just the challenge and so um the the goal when I went over was was to stay for sure and, and obviously the injury um through a wrench in those plans. Sometimes things don't work out how we want them to. And it's about um, adapting to those and, and coming back from, from that. But yeah, the goal was for sure to stay over there. Okay. When you, when you look at, you know, your, your, the position that the Seattle Sounders are in, uh, obviously you didn't get a chance to win MLS Cup this year. It seemed like you guys are a shoe in though. You know, if you're, if you're going to put money on it at the beginning of the year, you put money that Seattle Sounders are going to be there, but we're NYCFC fans and we got to be in Portland to watch Portland lose, does that make you just as happy as a Seattle? Fan? I was a huge New York City fan that day for sure because we got we have two two over there. You know, one right now. I didn't want them to be to be tied with us, so uh, you know we wouldn't have heard the end of it next year if Portland had won. So I was okay, I was, I was yeah, pumped that, for Sean John, you know, making those, making those, making those saves. <laughs> yeah, there is that. That's one thing you know we we've gotten to uh, be at, at, at the last. Uh, you know, we've been to every MLS Cup the last uh, couple. Of years. We we weren't at the one uh, in Columbus, uh, but we got to see you guys 
guys win. We got to see you guys lose. Sounders fans. Uh, uh, I mean, as far as one of the most absolutely passionate fan bases, it is uh, it just incredible. But the the one thing I really love, and, and obviously Albert Rusnak is now uh, your teammate uh, in the Sounders. The squad is just incredible. Even if Albert did not go to the team, you would still be uh, obviously f- uh, favorites yeah. uh, to, to do well and make it to, to MLS Cup. But one thing I do love about we we've had Stephen Fry on the show, we've had uh, Christian Roldan on the show. There seems to be so many like awesome characters on the Seattle Sounders. Uh, just huge personalities. Whether it's Roldan uh, uh, e- eating pizza, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, there's there you know the the Jingle Bell song. This this seems to be. Just a, a camaraderie, like when new players go into that. Uh, how is it? Uh, are they? Do they just easily adapt because it's such like a clearly fun environment from the outside? For sure, I think that's what we we pride ourselves on. Is we have a great locker room. Um, this last year, especially, obviously, the you know we didn't accomplish our goals, but we we had a great team, great environment. We're always super welcoming. I think it's really easy for players to come in and, and fit in and be able to play their best. I think when when players go to a new team, part of the challenge is trying to to fit in, and maybe that can affect you when you get on the field. You're not playing, you know, quite as well or up to your potential because you don't feel quite like you're you're at home or part of the team yet. But I think we make it super easy. We just have a bunch of great guys, a lot of a lot of big personalities, like you said, but really nice, uh, inviting, welcoming people and. Um, yeah. the, the fan base too is incredible. So, um, you know, I think it's easy to come in and I think Ruznak's going to come in and do, do really, really well. Right. Your, your coach hates me. I don't know if you know, this. uh, <laughs> I asked, <laughs> I asked coach Schmetzer a funny question and his eyes rolled so far back. They went 360. They came back from the bottom, uh, but, but, but watching him, watching how the, the players sort of react to him. He's he's the most unassuming dynasty coach of all time. One of the most winningest coaches, but he's so unassuming. It, does that character of the team where they're fun and everyone's enjoying themselves? Does that come from him, or does he does he hate that as much as he hated my funny question? <laughs> no, he's he's a. I think what what we we all like about Schmentz is he's a players' coach. You know, he he enjoys that. He enjoys the players having fun. He enjoys them expressing themselves and on and off the field. So so I think he's obviously been incredibly successful. Um, since he's taken over and, and I think a lot of that comes from just his personality his coaching style um, we have some amazing assistant coaches as well that are that are doing a great job but yeah no he doesn't he, he enjoys that he enjoys that banter as well so it's no okay. no problem yeah. yeah you just got you gotta you gotta earn it Alexa maybe, yeah. not, maybe not yours yeah <laughs> I guess I got to nice. do a couple laps first. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. I uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, U.S. Men's National Team uh, camp and uh, and your time there. I saw you you had spoken to Grant Wall and you were talking to him a little bit about uh, you know kind of how you're feeling and what's going on. So we generally know. I think you're. You, I feel like uh, everyone's kind of in good spirits. But the 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 vibes right now of camp and these upcoming World Cup qualifiers and obviously it, it, it nothing is is a lock. But you know. It, it's been looking pretty good. How, um, you know, what, what's the, the, the conversation been like or, or, you know, the future for Jordan Morris in 2022 uh, in, in, you know, possibly going to the World Cup, playing these World Cup qualifiers? What's the, the expectations for you and from, uh, from the coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like I said, I think going back to last year, the most difficult part of going through an injury like that is watching games, you know, wishing you could be out there. So um, potentially being able to be a part of those qualifiers and, and the, the, uh, the the tournaments that were played last year, sitting watching that was really difficult. So just to be back and, and training every day with with the guys and the group is 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 amazing. And of course, the goal is to to try to 
you know, qualify and then to go to a World Cup. And, and so I, I'm trying to do everything that I can for myself personally and for the team to put myself in a position, of course, to be a part of these qualifiers at the end of the month. And I think that this group has done an incredible job since coming in. It's it's totally different than a normal January camp where you can kind of ease into things a bit. You know, you have a friendly at the end of the at the end of the month where, of course, you want to win, but it's not the, you know, the end all be all or, or whatever. So um, but these are three qualifying games that mean everything so guys are, are grinding we're working really really hard it's been uh physically demanding but but people have put in the work because we, we know what, what it means at the end of the month okay all right now we actually have our own supporters group they're called the gully squad they're they're our biggest fans and we let them ask a couple questions we got a couple good ones this one's from nick lageman who's a, a big rebel fan he said what was the strangest welsh food people tried to get you to eat while you were at swansea Oh man! <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. Oh, strange Welsh food, man. <laughs> man, there is. I, I, I wasn't there for long enough to do it. It was in the middle of COVID. We weren't like going out to to meals or anything. So I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't eat anything crazy, to be honest. Um, We're gonna have to get you like a goat bladder filled with like liver or something. <laughs> something like that. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't have the food was really really good. I, I didn't have anything that was was crazy. Um, okay. So I, I can't think of anything. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, I mean, this, this question is pretty wild. This is from Brian Michael. He asked the question. He says, "Is Jermaine Jones on your holiday card list? You don't have to answer. <laughs> you, you don't have to answer. <laughs> but it was there. It was the question. We asked. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, probably not at the top. Um, I. You know, with with Jermaine, I, I played with him, obviously, with the national team, and and. Um, it was an incredible player and, and had a, a ton of respect for him. And, and you know, I, I think there was an emotional time where he, he said said what he said and, and you know, um, I didn't appreciate it or, or didn't uh, agree with it. Obviously, I didn't stay in Seattle because of a dog, if anyone still thinks that. Uh, I think that's pretty pretty uh, questionable. But, um, but uh, no, I, I obviously played with Jermaine. I have a lot of respect for him and I understand People say things when, when they're emotional. It was an emotional time. And so, you know, I, I no, don't hold a grudge or anything. Yeah. I mean, look, I, it, it was pretty wild. But I, I think the, at least for us as comedians, the fun part of it is like the fact that U.S. soccer could get to the point where it's like TMZ levels of madness over a, a kid deciding we had to a little play. Spice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. That people yeah. care this much to be so upset. Yeah, we definitely. I mean, if there's if there's passionate fans, it's it's great, and obviously the the fan base is, is amazing. So um, yeah, it, it was it was tough at the time to be honest, but I, I've gotten over it. And um, yeah, you know, yeah. Usually, MLS cups usually heal <laughs> yeah, those. They, they, yeah, yeah. they feel <laughs> some of wounds for sure. Yeah, it's been of, good. yeah, winning it at home that tends to wipe away some of the some of the bad. That was, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. it worked out. Uh, Jordan Morris, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been an absolute honor. I, I know you're very busy at National Team Camp, and honestly, honestly, we wish you all uh, all the best. Uh, uh, just in just a, a great season, uh, and 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 hopefully we see you at these World Cup qualifiers, man. Seriously, uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. No worries. This was great. Uh, is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we let you go? No, I mean, if you want to check out more about the foundation, uh, website's jordanmorrisfoundation.com, um, doing some cool things. So if you want to check out more on that, that would be, that'd be awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. Great. Please uh, feel free uh, and check it out and, and support uh, Jordan Mars. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Everybody else, make sure uh, you follow us at Soccer Cooling is on all social channels. Uh, follow at Fubo Sports and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for more clips and episodes of the show. All right, Jordan, let, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So please join us uh, in this as well. So for Jordan Morris, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans! The Cooligans! <laughs> <laughs>